on the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Pauley. I'm here, and we're talking Brewers baseball. There might not be a whole lot to talk about because, well, baseball players are currently locked out. But that's okay. That's all right. We're here. We're going to talk some baseball. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to ignore the fact that it is, uh, you know what, it's actually not that bad. It's like 35 degrees outside. So it's it's balmy. It is balmy December weather when we're talking about uh, 35 degrees. Welcome into the program. Have you till 9 o'clock tonight. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. So you can call or you can text. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Coming up this week, uh, we this is going to sound very familiar because I think we're going to be talking about the lockout for uh, for a while. And I'll be honest with you. Let me let me just throw this out here because we do this show. Now, I've missed this show a few times lately. I do some college basketball broadcasting. So for the same reason that Scott Warris was not hosting WTMJ Nights tonight, uh, I miss Mini Brewers Weekly uh, broadcasting uh, college basketball. But... Uh, I, I, I'm going to try I, on this show and then on the Brewers Extra Innings podcast, which uh, releases every Sunday night into Monday morning. My goal is to not just talk through the lockout the same way on an every week basis because you probably don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. It's depressing. It's sad. It stinks. Um, but it's not having an impact on anything of real significance significance right now it's it's stopping the business of baseball major league free agent signings are not happening i understand that the winter meetings are not happening i understand that but nothing of significance has been missed yet we have not missed the start of spring training we have not missed the start of spring training games we have not missed opening day and we can sit here and be very hopeful that none of those things will be missed at the same time, there is there is no indication that this thing is going to end at any point uh, in the even relatively near future. Uh, this is they seem to be locked into. Uh, I don't even know what they seem. I can say they're going to be locked into like a battle, like battle that that infers that there's like actual stuff going on and there's just nothing going on since the moment that the lockout started there has been zero zero reported negotiation between players and owners nothing has happened the the urgency in which that they are acting right there is no urgency there's just there's nothing and maybe they needed a break maybe they needed you know it did not go well prior to the lockout getting underway so they're going to go to their neutral corners and they're going to you know, take a few breaths and then maybe try this thing again after uh, after the holidays come to an end. And once we get into the new year, maybe that's the plan. Um, there's runway. There's runway to get this done. But if we're talking about negotiations not even resuming until after the new year, there's not a lot of runway. You know, at that point, you're a couple months out from the start of um, the, the start of spring training. So I don't know. It's I don't. I don't think, you know, knock on wood, that's what I'm doing here. Uh, I don't think that they're going to miss regular season games. I think that they're going to get a deal done. But it's also going to require probably somebody to blink first. And then maybe once one side blinks a little bit, 
the two sides can start blinking a lot together and they can actually go through the act of negotiation and find a meeting point somewhere in the middle. Now, if the two sides are completely hell-bent on not negotiating, on not moving that far off of their original spots, I don't know. That's not good. And then all of a sudden... We're doing a lot of comparisons to 1994, which is not what we want to do. But I, I kind of feel like I don't know if you watch. Uh, Greg, are you a fan of the show Shark Tank? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't watch it religiously, but I've seen it, and I'm a fan. Okay. In the Pauly household, we are big fans of Shark Tank. We watch it every single week, and when, when the when the when the non sharks, when the potential, you know, when the invent, when the um, entrepreneurs, that's the word I'm looking for. When the entrepreneurs come come in uh, and they ask for X amount of dollars for this percentage of my company, what they're doing is they're starting way, 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 way out here, knowing that by setting the, the that being their starting point, they can they can start to come in a little bit in the negotiation. Now, occasionally, occasionally they value their business at such a crazy number that the sharks are like look we can't even we can't even start negotiations on this one so you do have to uh you do have to be careful in how how far out you go because you know invariably it'll always happen you know they'll they'll be way out there and then a shark will offer them you know this amount of money for this percentage and they'll go well we we came in here saying we were not going to go past 25% of our company. Well, they originally were offering 5%, and now the shark wants 30%, and they're trying to say, well, I won't go past 25 So they came in at 5 They were willing to move all the way to 25 So that's what I'm saying here. Like The, the two sides in the posturing that has started here, they are, they're, they're way, 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 way far apart. But what we can do is we can be really hopeful that they are, they are like shark test Shark Tank contestants. Is contestants the right word? Shark Tank participants, um, where they set their their all the stuff way way far on the outside, knowing that eventually they'll come in a little bit. That's what we can be hopeful for. Um, Vinny Rotino is going to join us in just a moment. Bally Sports Wisconsin studio analyst. Uh, also, the uh, daily host now of the Locked on Brewers podcast. That's a brand new gig for him. We'll talk a little bit about that. He's doing this on an everyday basis. Although he's, uh, I'll give you this: uh, if you've got a, if you've got a kid and you want a former major leaguer to take a look at the swing of your kid and you don't have to pay for it, Vinny might be able to help you out. We'll explain that coming up in uh, just a little bit. We'll have game time tonight at uh, eight thirty. Uh, Brewers have signed some interesting names when it comes to the minor league free agents. The minor league phase of baseball operations continues, so there are still things that are happening, and some of the names that the Brewers are bringing into the organization are interesting names. One specifically uh, acquired today, and I'll tell you all about him coming up uh, later on in the program. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It is Brewers Weekly, back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. So there's like very, very, very little going on 
in baseball right now. So now is the uh, absolute perfect time for someone to start hosting a daily Brewers podcast. That's exactly what our next uh, guest just uh, recently did. Had been uh, contributing and now doing it from a solo perspective. He is uh, hosting the Locked On uh, Brewers podcast. Of course, many folks know him from his studio analyst work with uh, Bally Sports Wisconsin. A former Brewer, Vinny Rotino, joins us here on Brewers Weekly. Hey, Vinny, thanks for the time. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm, yeah, what am I doing here with uh, with that daily podcast? I haven't slept in it, a couple days, but anyway, it's all good. The, uh, the watching the tur- you know, the the everything go on through your Twitter account, watching you know BA come over to your place to help uh, put together a studio. It's really been a fun journey to uh, to just watch from the outside looking in. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like reality TV esque, right? As far as like the kind of the the metamorphosis of what's going on no i mean look i've been having a ton of fun doing it um i'm i needed to stay in the game somehow and this is my way to do it i think the game kind of like the godfather three you know they it keeps pulling me back in that's kind of the way i feel about the game of baseball i was now i've been in it for a couple of decades that this 2022 will be two two full decades in professional baseball so yeah, it's been a, quite a quite a journey. Yeah, BA comes over to the house and is on his hands and knees setting up a sound a sound studio for the podcast, so I don't have to do it on my nineteen ninety eight AirPods anymore or earpod pods anymore. So it's been it's been just a tremendous um, experience overall. And then BA is kind of like serving as my my mentor. He's just absolutely phenomenal. I know he does that with a number of people, and he's he's so giving of his time, of his energy of his resources. Um, I think I'm using like a, a pretty expensive mic in my basement. So hopefully the kids don't get back there and, and <laughs> tear it down. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been awesome. It's been fun. Well, let's start with this because I saw you do this the other day and I'm sure there might be some, uh, some dads and moms out there who might want to take advantage of this. Something you're going to do and you do it via social media. If, um, if they if there's kids who want you to take a look at their swing and it's on video, people can post the videos to you on social media. You'll take a look. That's kind of a cool thing to do. You know, BA actually suggested that. I call it call it Work Day Wednesday, and I ask people to send in the videos of their kids' swings, and then I can kind of break them down. And we just talked about this last Wednesday about the lower half and what it's supposed to do in the swing and. You know, again, it, it's not real hands-on. Just because it's a podcast, I'm kind of trying to describe the swings as I'm looking at them and critiquing them and breaking them down. But at the end of the day, maybe someone will learn something from it and, and take take something away from from the instruction, even though, again, it is from afar. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a, it'll be a cool touch. Um, hopefully gain some listeners because of that and, and, and a following a little bit. I, I do love working with kids. I, I run a baseball clinic in the winters. Uh, Friday nights, I have a, a little clinic here in Racine, Wisconsin, and um, it's—I I, I absolutely love working with kids and, and helping them with their games. So, yeah, a little extension of that. Yeah, so like baseball academies, that, that's big business. A lot of former pro ball players get involved in them, and here you are—you're just giving this stuff away for free on social media. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's not super hands-on. I mean, if I was coming to the to their houses and, and filming and. Uh, and doing that, I would not do that for free, by the way. But um, no, it's you're right. I mean, look, it is big business. They're everywhere, and the market is flooded with it. But at the same time, there's a there's a want, there's an appetite for it. Um, just because I think with all the video, the tech, 
there's a there's ways to improve your game. Um, but this is what I tell kids at the end of the day. Hard work, dedication, and focus are the things that get it done in the long run. And that's kind of the, the main focus of my baseball clinics. And um, there, there's a little bit of uh, technical, mechanical work that, that I do do with, with these kids. But um, it is it comes down to focus. It comes down to how hard the kids work, how hard do they or how bad do they want it. And that's always, at the end of the day, the best players um, emerge from that kind of mindset. You've got, um, as we kind of shift gears here, you've got an interesting take on things because you were you were a ball player. You spent a lot of time in the minor leagues. You got some big league time. Uh, you worked on the scouting side of things as well. So you went from being a ball player to be more of a, a t- team employee. We're watching a labor negotiation right now that just appears to be incredibly ugly. Uh, there, there's there been zero negotiation since the lockout actually started. As somebody who's been in the game in so many different ways, what's your? do you have a, a certain optimism level that they are going to find a way to get a deal done before spring training where, where nothing is going to actually be missed, or are you more pessimistic about that? I, I have a little bit of a feeling of pessimism just because of what you said about um, there hasn't been much negotiating. There hasn't been much movement on either side. They're super far apart on, on issues, and they're super far apart because it seems like there's not been any talks on things. Um, that's the reason that gives me some pause in terms of if, whether or not this thing is going to get figured out. Um, I, I remember 1994. It was ugly, right? I mean, it gave everybody a bad taste in their mouth. I think at the end of the day, nobody wants that. So I do think as we get closer, they sh- as, as the season gets closer, they should get closer, you would think. But, again, I think it's too early to tell, Matt. I, that's, that's, that's the other part of it. But there is some fear in the back of my mind that, you know, hey, look, if they're this far apart, they're not talking. Is anything going to get done? And that is a little bit scary. The general perception, and I don't really know how true this is, but the general perception is that at the last labor negotiation, the owners won and the players lost. And I I hear things right now that are saying the players kind of agree with that, so they are completely dug in here, and they are not going to walk out of this negotiation feeling like they've lost again. And I'm also hearing these things that, owners have never been more united than ever before in what what they believe in. So it seems like somebody's going to have to blink first. Which side do you think does that? Oh, boy. You know, I'll tell you this. The player sitting in on some of those players' union meetings when I was a, a player in spring training, I mean, they are – uh, they're, they're, they are dug in, right? And it seems like they're dug in on every meeting. Now, obviously, I wasn't part of this last one. I was done playing. So, yeah, it did feel like they got the, the – the perception was, like you said, that they got the raw, raw end of the deal, right? Um, but I don't – I don't know. Like, again, you're, you're bringing up some points that give me a little anxiety, Matt. I don't like, I don't like hearing stuff like this because, again, I think any kind of labor – stoppage once games start or or, or they should start is going to absolutely devastate the game because I think the game already in the public eye is, has got some work to do just what the product on the field. Um, You did hear Andrew Miller say, you know, at the end of the day, all we want is to have a a competitive baseball game every night for fans to see. 
Um, so, I mean, okay, yeah, I mean, if, if both sides want that, okay, then they should be able to come up with some sort of deal where both sides feel like they won something. So that is the hope. Um, again, stop scaring me with that stuff because we all love this game very much, and hopefully yeah. there is not any word stoppage. Yeah, I'm not trying to scare you. That's uh, that's the last thing I'm trying to do. And I do I I do think they're gonna. I, I don't, look. Could some of spring training be missed? Yeah, absolutely. But I I think they're yeah. gonna be back, and I don't think they're gonna miss any regular season games. But I'm not overly confident about that. I just like from an optic standpoint, coming off a COVID year, not this past season, but the year before, where you play 60, and, and now just everything that's happened, the fans coming back, and, and baseball being such a big part of this country starting to find some new level of normalcy after the pandemic. Baseball was such a big part of that. The last thing anybody wants is for them to all of a sudden go back, and the headline being that they're missing games, not the headline being that they're playing games. Yeah, I mean, especially with where people are at with watching games and finding sometimes, you know, the games can can lack some action, you know, there's, there's issues already in the game. So let's not create more issues by not playing. Um, And then, yeah, I just think like there's, I think personally there needs to be some sort of flex on both sides with what the game actually looks like. But obviously that's not the main issue that is keeping this work stoppage from ending. Um, So uh, we'll see what comes out of that. That's what I am excited to see. Like I, I'm all for kind of manipulating the rules a little bit to make the game a little bit more entertaining. Um, I have my, my theories on that, Matt, you and I have talked to talked to each other at length about what that looks like with the strike zone and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that, that is something that I am looking forward to seeing what comes out of, you know, maybe ending the, sh- the shift. I, I, I can't stand the shift personally. So, um, you know, and my argument for that is, um, you know, that there's, Illegal deep, you can't play illegal defense in basketball. So you know there, there is a there is a precedent for that in other sports. So anyway, I'm going on tangents here, um, but I, yeah, I do not want to see a work stoppage, and, and I would like to see some some change in in how the game is played. A couple more baseball related questions before we let you go. The team right before the deadline acquiring Hunter Renfro. Do you view this guy as a because I mean he can he can go hit thirty plus home runs but he's also going to strike out a fair amount. Do you view this guy as a middle of the order provide protection for Christian Yelich kind of guy or is he more somebody that you bat in like that six or seven spot to be that last guy to kind of clean things up before you go down to the bottom of the order and back to the top? I mean, I think we're we're going to see from Hunter Renfro similar production from what we saw from Avisel Garcia, right? Um, similar numbers, um, similar kind of hit profile. I mean, it's almost identical, but I, I think this guy's a little bit more valuable um, from from a teammate standpoint. From And I, I'm not taking anything away from Garcia's um, ability to be a good teammate. I, I actually don't know. But I, I'm just saying, like, at times I would see some lapses in, in Garcia's you know, want to, you know, maybe take the extra base or run the base as well or, you know, focus out in the outfield. I think you're going to get um, very solid, consistent defense in right field. He's got a great arm. Um, I think you're going to get similar production at the plate. Um, and like you said, there's some there's some strikeout there, but it's not egregious. Um, you know, it's not in the 30% range or anything like that. It's not like homer or strikeout type of thing. So 
Um, I mean, this guy drove in 96 runs last year. I mean, this is going to be a very good addition to this lineup, and they got two more years of control of him. I, I really like this move. Last thing for you, kind of a under the radar thing today. They, they signed a bunch of guys to minor league uh, free agent deals, and some of the guys have big league time. There's a lot of former top prospects in there. The name that most interests me, and he's not even going to get an invite to major league spring training, so he's just somebody who's trying to really rehab his major league career, is John Singleton, and he is somebody who came up as a top prospect he had some recreational drug issues he got the uh, major league baseball players association annoyed at him because as a minor leaguer he signed a big deal where he bought out all his arbitration years and then that ended up being a great deal for him because he never really did much in the big leagues but he's somebody who is i mean at one point in time this guy looked like uh, a superstar in the making hasn't really been around for a while but uh i mean you don't just lose all of that yeah, I played against this guy, and this guy can hit, okay? This guy in the minor leagues could absolutely hit. I think he he struggled at times with doing what the organization wanted him to do, right, obviously, with the recreational drug thing and then obviously other off-the-field stuff and on-the-field stuff, you know, not working real hard. I mean, I think he was immature, 23-year-old in the big leagues, um, got up there at age 22, ultra-talented, right? I mean, I, I – I almost I almost equate this guy to Dimitri Young for the you know Detroit Tigers and Washington Nationals. I mean this guy could really that guy could really hit and this guy's similar and maybe just maybe he's matured. I heard he's he's now shredded, right? He goes down to Mexico, which is not an easy place to play, right? I I've heard all kind. I never went down there, never scouted there, never played there, but I've heard all kinds of stories about how hard that is to play with the travel. So so this guy who's got ten million bucks in the bank goes down to Mexico to kind of to revamp his career. I'm optimistic about this signing right here. I think that, you know, you can count on, you can count on the Brewers brass to, to really think outside the box with some, some of these guys as we've seen in the past. And this, this might pay off. This is another one of those good bets that they make. Um, I mean, yeah, 1300 OPS in Mexico. Literally, I mean, I don't care where you're playing. I mean, 15 home runs in like 180 at bats or something. That's pretty impressive. That's Joey Weimer numbers right there, Matt. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at a picture of him, and when I was broadcasting AAA baseball, I saw a lot of him. So I, I remember what he looked like, yeah. and I remember how good of a ball player he was at AAA. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. If I didn't know that was him, I would have never guessed it. He looks like a completely different person. Yeah, right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, maybe there's some maturity there that happened. Maybe there's a little wake-up call. It's like, hey, man. I can still play. I can still hit, and I am going to give it another shot. And um, I'm glad he's with the Brewers because I wouldn't want him on another team in the, especially in the NL Central, it's sitting there in the minor leagues on a minor league deal, ready to just, you know, again, just start raking again. So I'm glad the Brewers got him. He is Vinny Rotino. Follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Uh, listen to him daily on the Locked On Brewers podcast. You can find that wherever you download your podcast. Of course, once the baseball season gets rolling again, you'll be able to see him on Bally Sports Wisconsin doing his uh, analyst work. Vinny, always enjoy our conversations. Hopefully we can do this again real soon. Yeah, let's do it again soon, Matt. Thanks for having me. Awesome. There's Vinny Rotino joining us here on Brewers Weekly. We'll take a break. Have more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. We do continue on here on a Thursday night. Great to be talking Brewers baseball, even if there's not a whole lot going on in the world of baseball. 
But that kind of motivates us. That uh, inspires us for this week's edition of uh, Game Time, I believe. Greg Hill, what is the game that we are playing tonight? Let's do it! What time is it? Game Time! Here is your headline. The time is now or never. All right, so a little inside baseball here. Last time we had Brewers Weekly and we played Game Time, the first line in my script was, this segment unfortunately comes with not-so-happy news. Well, given the theme of the show, I will reiterate, this segment unfortunately comes with some not-so-happy news. <sighs> and we are in a lockout, folks. Yes. But there's can be a... We can look on the bright side, as we like to do on this program. Uh, given this period of pause, to put it lightly, uh, MLB.com has taken down absolutely every article about current players. So here's what we're going to do tonight, Matt. I'm going to, I was perusing the website of MLB.com, and you can imagine the headlines that are out there when there aren't about any current players. So I'm going to read three headlines, two fake, one real. It's up to you to decide which one is real. Are you ready? Okay, so two fake, one One real, real, and I have to guess the real one. Okay, Or I can guess the two fake ones if I want to make this go longer. Okay. Up to you. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) That's fine. First one. Your headline choices are, you can't spell Williams without the Willies, can't spell Babe without the Bees, or can't spell Mookie without the Moos. Ooh. All right, I'm going to get rid of the willies. That's going to be the first one I get rid of. Okay. <laughs> so we're down to the, the bees. Just can't and spell the, babe the mo- without the bees or can't bees. spell mookie without the moose. The moose. All right, we're going to go We're going to go babe. We're going to go babe and bees. <laughs> well done. Oh, yes. I'm surprised you narrowed it down to the mookie one because mookie bets. That's who it was about. And or this fake headline. And since he's a current player, it would not be on MLB.com. I might have gotten you there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so you get the spirit of the game? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Next one. Here are your three headlines are. These batting stances are unforgettable. Best baseball bubblegum bubbles. Or one-two punch. The best pitcher-catcher duo of 1922. Okay, we're getting rid of the nineteen. You, uh, the nineteen twenty-two thing gave that one away. You should, you should have just gone best catcher, pitcher tandems of all punch. time. Best one catcher, two punch, pet, whatever pitcher catcher duo. That would've been good. Uh, yeah, you should have gone, gone of all Man, time shoot. because not nineteen twenty-two gave that one away. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I'll go with the batting stances one. That seems like something that would uh, that would. P on there these days. Well done. Oh! I would much rather read an article about the best baseball bubblegum bubbles, but I suppose there's still time to move that into the advanced analytics of baseball. Yeah, and I mean, bubblegum stuff doesn't really... Did Now, you're younger than me. Did you ever get, like, the baseball cards with the piece of bubblegum yes. in it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. I, I did, too. Yeah. So, I feel like people much younger than you probably were not... Um, we're not in on that. I will say it was certainly the um, tail end of that happening. Like, I, right. I remember getting cases, but they were very, they're very rare to get those baseball cards. I was like, oh, man, these are the ones with the gum in them. And then they, yeah. like, quickly fizzled after that. So Right. Okay. okay. Next one. 
Williams and Aaron's biggest fan. She fanned Williams and Aaron or hmm. the Hanks. Williams and Aaron, country meets baseball. Oh. I, I want it to be the last one so bad. <laughs> uh, I don't think it is. I'm going to get rid of that one first, which is sad. If, they, if, it's, if I, I, I'm rooting for myself to be wrong on that one because that would be incredible. Um, I'll do the uh, what the the she she struck out or she, she whiffed. Fan Williams and Aaron. Yes, man, yeah. you're too good. Oh, you're too oh, baby. good. Story of Joan Joyce, a softball pitcher who apparently made uh, these guys look like fools, which huh. is a pretty great story. So they, there's one reason to visit MLB.com would to be uh, okay. read that story. All right, last All right. one here. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up with this. Your headlines are. FAQs on CBA. Hey, 94, strike out this, the Jose Mesa story, or 94, it's a Mesa out here. <laughs> what, what do you think is the real headline? I don't think any of those are real. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Why not? This is not a good question, because I would do that. I really would. I would own up to that. This is not one of these are real. I can run through them again if you'd like. Yeah, I'm going to go with the first one, just the frequent CBA questions or whatever. You're so good at this game that we made up. Well done. A clean sweep, four for four. Hall of Famer, Matt Pauly. That was game time. Thank you for playing. Thank you for coming out. Those were some. The fake headlines were better than the uh, than the real headlines for the most part. Major League Baseball. If you need like a satire sort of headline writer or even just an article writer just to throw people off, hit a little razzle dazzle. I'm your guy. Okay, so what like the the um, the parody like newspapers out there? Like there's um there's the Onion. There's sure. the, the Babylon Bee. Of course. Um, I don't know any other ones. Hard Times. Uh, Reductress is a good one, too. What would the MLB parody news oh, organization oh, that's be? That's a good... Let's come up with it during the break. We'll, we'll unveil it. Should we get, like, the knuckleball or something? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, something like that. Guys. Or the screwball. Okay. Well, well that's, that's the type of things we're doing right now here on Brewers <laughs> Weekly. Take a break. Have more to moment on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. So there's a lockout going on, but then you're on social media and you see these tweets today from the Brewers where they're talking about signing these players. You're like, wait, wait. I thought I thought you can't do that. So this is where things get kind of complicated. Uh, there is a separation between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. And you are not a Major League Baseball player, per se, unless you are on the 40-man roster. You can receive an invitation to Major League Spring Training, and you're still not technically on the Major League roster. And let's go down like a negative path for just a moment. I don't want to, but let's go there for a second. Let's say... This lockout extends into the the regular season, and games are missed. Well, you know what's not going to be missed? Minor league games. The Brewers AAA affiliate in Nashville still going to be playing, which means they're going to need players. And 
a lot of time, many players on a AAA roster are guys who are on the 40-man roster. Those are the players who get called up during the year. You're not eligible to be on the Major League roster unless you're on the 40-man roster. A lot of those 40-man guys are going to be on uh, a AAA roster. Well, those guys would not be available. You still have to have players that are available. So this is, I think this is a really important thing, especially for a state like ours where we have a couple minor league teams uh, in, the, uh, in the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers and the, uh, the Beloit. Oh, what, what's, the, what's the team called now in Beloit? Greg, what, what are they called? What are they called? Oh, they're the Rocker. No, shoot, hold on. Oh. They were the team, the Sky Carp, the Beloit Sky Carp. Yes, there you go. The team formerly known as the Beloit Snappers. Oh, um, yes. Long live, rest in peace, Snappy the Turtle, or whatever their. Uh, I, I don't know if that was the name of their mascot or not. It would make sense. Snappy is a good name. If it wasn't Snappy, <laughs> shame on them. But the, those teams are still going to be playing, and like teams like the Milwaukee Milkmen, who are an independent. Uh, professional baseball team that they are not connected. They actually, they kind of are connected to Major League Baseball, but for this conversation, they're not connected to Major League Baseball. Uh, they'll still be playing. But the point is here: the Brewers still need to sign players to be able to uh, fill roster spots throughout the minor leagues. And the one place where the um, the lockout might actually help, in a way is if you're one of these guys who's out there as a free agent, and maybe you've got a little bit of Major League uh, service time, you've, you've done okay, and you went into this offseason feeling like you had an okay shot at a Major League deal, well, now it's December 9th, December 9th and you, don't ha- you didn't get the deal before the lockout started, Maybe you are more motivated to sign a minor league deal if it includes an invite to Major League Spring Training because you can do that now as opposed to waiting for the lockout to end. And the lockout could end... If if the lockout ends after spring training was set to open up, it is going to be the wild, wild west when it comes to players signing with teams. Very, It's going to be crazy how much movement there is in a very small amount of time. It was crazy before the lockout started. Teams were trying to sign as many guys as possible, but there's still a million free agents out there, and they are going to be signing. So the first deal they get, they're going to sign. That's actually going to benefit the owners because they're probably going to be able to lowball players, and players are going to be probably more motivated to just get a deal done. But if you're one of these guys that a major league deal wasn't guaranteed, you are going to maybe wait on that, and then if it never came around, eventually you would accept a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. Well, now that the lockout is underway, you're not waiting on that anymore. So the Brewers signed a bunch of guys. There's certainly some interesting uh, some interesting names uh, in there. Uh, one of them um, is Tyler White. Uh, he's played 256 career big league games. Uh, between the Astros and the Dodgers. So he's someone who absolutely you would think would be competing for a, a major league roster spot. Uh, somebody who I talked about with Vinny Rotino earlier, the guy that I'm really most interested in is John Singleton, who came up as just a stud, stud prospect. And things just didn't quite go so well for him. He, he had some off-field issues. He made some bad choices. He signed a big contract before he even... Um, made it into the big league, so he had a lot of money sitting there for him. But 
even though he hasn't been around for a while, he he was kind of, he was just out of baseball for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he showed up in Mexico and he put up really good numbers. This is someone that, if he still got it in him, this could end up turning into one heck of a signing for the Brewers. And he doesn't even get the invite to big league spring training. He's somebody who's on a deal to just go to the minor leagues and prove himself. So you assume that he's just going to go to AAA, and it's going to be an opportunity for him to show to everybody uh, if he has anything left in the tank. And if you look at the numbers that he had uh, in Mexico recently, you would think that there's a pretty good chance that in in uh, 46 games in Mexico, hit 321, hit 15 home runs. I mean, really, really good numbers. And uh, now we just have to see uh, if he still has something. He's 30 years old and, and never really got it together. 420 Major League uh, Baseball plate appearances uh, between 2014 and 2015. Hit 171. Never had it together in the big leagues. But I can tell you, this guy was a stud, stud prospect. And if he would have maybe handled things a little bit differently coming up, uh, he might be somebody they were talking about being uh, an all-star type player on a year-in, year-out basis. All right, one more break. We'll come back. We'll uh, wrap things up. It is Brewers Weekly here on a Thursday night on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio. This is News Radio WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Real quick, I wanted to mention this before we end the show. I... Um, I was joyful, flat-out joyful just a few days ago when it was announced that uh, Buck O'Neill has been elected to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. It happened over the weekend. Um, O'Neill was a great, great, great Negro League baseball player. Did an amazing job keeping the spirit of the Negro Leagues alive was just a uh, an ambassador for the game of baseball, just loved the sport. Uh, there's a book out there called The Soul of Baseball. It's written by Joe Posnaski. You should write, read it. It's one of my favorite books I've ever read. I'm not a huge reader, but I loved that book. It is, um, it's a shame that it did not happen when he was alive, but to me there is nobody who is a greater ambassador for the game of baseball than Buck O'Neill, and I can't tell you. How happy I was when I found out this past week he had been selected for induction for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Just fantastic news. Thanks for listening. This has been Brewers Weekly. We'll talk to you again soon here on WTMJ.